This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Let me just say off the top, a memo to uh, Ben Shapiro and Jeremy Boring, the guys at Daily Wire. I'm here if you need me, okay? If you're looking for a backup plan, I know Stephen Crowder screwed you over. We will get to that. A wild feud in the right-wing social media, the right-wing podcasting world. Daily Wire versus Louder with Crowder. It's uh, it's very entertaining, and we got some of the sound. We got some of the uh, accusations. It's 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 great stuff. Uh, that's your uh, your weekend listening. If you want, if you enjoy feuds, if you enjoy fights, uh, this is a good one. But you know what I enjoy? Um, I think everybody does when you when you get down to it. Setups. Don't you like when uh, there is a big question? Did he get set up? Because when you think about it, the Alec Baldwin, well, you know, we'll get to, we'll get back to Biden in the classified documents. Cause I think that was a setup too. And I think we're going to learn a lot more going forward. It was a setup with a noble purpose. That was to get the dementia man off the ballot in 2024. He's, I think they got wind. I think certain people got wind of the fact that uh, Joe Biden was soon to announce his uh, candidacy for re-election, and they're like, "Oh no, we can't have that." He can, he can, he will barely make it through the next two years. The idea of him going four more is delusional. But hey, he's delusional, so they needed a way to stop him. So lo and behold, come the classified, stolen, top secret documents, and Joe Biden says he has no regrets. Sure, he committed multiple felonies. But he has no regrets. I love when people say that. No regrets. Uh, but uh, the even better, even juicier today is the Alec Baldwin story because I have a feeling Alec Baldwin, believe it or not, I'm stunned by this, but it looks to me like he's going to have to do some jail time. He is going to have to serve, I don't know, a couple of months maybe six months in a New Mexico prison, which will be glorious. And uh, I think one of the reasons is his ego. He's already dug himself in a hole. But the big question, and I've been watching all the coverage and reading all the details, and one thing just jumps out at you and you say, how could this happen? It wasn't just the one live round that was in his, uh, his revolver uh, that, the, that he fired. 
that he, uh, where he pulled the trigger. He denied he pulled the trigger, which was really stupid. He's a guy with such an ego that he clearly doesn't listen to his lawyers. Sitting down with George Stephanopoulos, and we'll get to it, was insane. The idea that you would sit down there and try to talk yourself out of this as they're investigating and considering charges was just ridiculous. It was like, uh, you know, it was like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Brian Walsh, you know, telling cops, Oh yeah, I went to, I went to CVS and uh, home uh, uh, whole foods when clearly they were going to check that uh, Brian and prove you did not. And uh, as soon as they caught you in one lie, they knew there would be many more lies and they, they kind of knew you did it. But uh, Alec Baldwin, because he's such an egomaniac and a great actor, I'll give him that. He thought he could act his way out of this, talk his way out of this. When to me, the the charges that they that they levied against him are black and white at this point. Like they, he shot her. We know it. We saw it. We heard it. We know he shot her. The question is why. But that he's not being charged with premeditation. He's not being charged with a, n- a number of things they could charge him with. They're just saying, you shot her, you killed her. That's a crime. That's negligence. And I don't know how you get out of that. But here's the question, and I, I assume we're going to get to it uh, at some point, but uh, we have it up on the screen here. This, this is wild to me. This is in the report. Uh, in addition to the bullet that killed Hutchins, Investigators found five additional live rounds of ammunition mingled among the movie's props and costumes. Two loose 45 bullets were discovered on top of a prop cart. A third was in a bandolier worn by actor Jensen Ackles. A fourth was in a gun belt worn by Baldwin. And a fifth was found in a box of dummy ammunition with Gutierrez Reed's fingerprints on it. Okay, we'll get to Gutierrez Reed, but we thought we know there was one live round. <laughs> he used it to kill his colleague, um, but he had a live round in his gun belt, as, and so did the other actor. And then there was a few sitting on a prop cart. Why would a live round be anywhere near this set? Why would a live round be involved in anything? Now, we knew that the uh, security measures were lax. There were people who were refusing to work on this set because it appeared to be reckless and dangerous. Uh, I assume that comes up in, 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 in court if they go to trial. But the question is, why? Why did they have all these live rounds, including one in Alec Baldwin's gun belt? Why did they have one in the gun? Was someone trying to sabotage this movie was someone trying to set up Alec Baldwin. I'd love to know what other reason would there be? I realize carelessness, recklessness. I realize this idiot, uh, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, she's the first armorer. And that should be a rule. If you're uh, making a movie, if you're a producer, you know, like Alec Baldwin, it should be don't hire the weirdo with purple hair who just happened to be, a uh, an armorer because her father was an armorer, kind of a nepotism thing. She's being charged as well, which as it certainly sounds like she should be. Uh, Alec Baldwin's being charged with involuntary manslaughter, and here's why I think he will do. T- he's in trouble. Here's why I think he will do time because 
Uh, first assistant director, David Walls, has already pleaded guilty to negligent use of a firearm. As part of that deal, he's going to testify. He's going to testify against Alec Baldwin if Alec does not reach a uh, plea agreement um, before he goes to trial. I wonder, is he arrogant enough to say, I can beat the rap, put me on the stand? Because, you know, he thinks he can talk his way out of everything and anything. And he probably has done that many times in his life because he's a pretty damn good actor. I hate him. He's a, he's not a good person. He's a terrible person, but he's a great actor. I mean, let's be honest. We, we've seen him in action. He thinks, and this is why he's done interviews against his lawyer's uh, advice, he thinks he can talk his way out of this. I assume that. But how do you get past the facts? How do you get past the fact that he pulled the trigger, shot the bullet, and, and killed someone? That's not uh, debatable. That's not uh, in question. So if that's all it takes to convict someone of, uh, uh, I want to get the exact charges, the uh, two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Uh, for shoot for killing cinematographer hey how what, what's her first name halnya halnya hutchins yeah halnya hutchins uh and we you know certainly heard plenty about this it's been a year and a half but how do you get past the fact that yes you pulled the trigger we know he denied it and this is so dumb and so arrogant i want to play it again I'm, you probably already seen it but he sits down with george stephanopoulos again thinks he can get emotional and cry and, and win over the audience and uh, explain that he didn't pull the trigger. Not only did he say he didn't pull the trigger, just watch and listen to the way he dismisses the thought that he would pull a trigger on, on a set, actually pull the trigger on a gun. He's, oh, no, no, I would never do that. And then we'll get to the DA. Let's, let's listen to uh, Alec Baldwin uh, just flat out lie to George Stephanopoulos. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. never. The, the, oh, no, 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 no. That, if you're the lawyer, you're cringing at that. You're going, that is not difficult to prove. They did the forensics. They sent it to the FBI. They proved he pulled the trigger. I mean... Logic tells you he pulled the trigger. The gun didn't just go off, but he must have come up with that strategy on his own. Say, you know what? I'm going to say I didn't pull the trigger. I would never pull the trigger and see where it goes from there. Well, the two DAs uh, from New Mexico, and again, you know, God bless these women. I thought the fix would be in. I thought it would be like, oh, so many other cases we've seen from, you know, from Hunter Biden to uh, the, the Supreme Court leaker. I have no trust in authorities anymore. That's what they've done to me. I used to hate conspiracy theorists and and people who thought everything was a setup. And then along came COVID, along came uh, the laptop and 51 uh, intelligence officials. And, you know, you won't get COVID if you get the vaccine and masks. And I mean, just one conspiracy after another turned out to be true. As Elon Musk asked, has Every conspiracy theory turned out to be true. Pretty much, pretty much, Elon. So I'm, you know, I was expecting them to bury this. It was a year and a half. Clearly, if uh, you or I had done this, we'd have been arrested a year and a half ago. We'd have been, we'd have been already gone to trial. We'd have already gone to jail. 
But Alec Baldwin, he's a powerful guy, a connected guy. So I thought he would skate. As I said yesterday, he ain't skating. I guess this is New Mexico. It's not Washington, D.C. It's not New York City. But uh, Judge Janine on Fox talked to the DA, and they flat out say he lied. He didn't pull. He pulled the trigger. And I, I, we knew that, right? We knew he pulled the trigger. We knew he was lying. But I thought somehow he would get away with it. I mean, he's Alec Baldwin. But listen to these women make the case, or at least discuss this one, this one issue, which is big. I mean, yes, he pulled the trigger. That's cr- critical. And yes, he lied and did it so dismissively. Like, no, 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 no. I would never pull the trigger. Well, the FBI uh, did a little forensics and determined, yes, you did. What do you say to that in court? Is he going to sit up on uh, sit on the stand in court and say, I didn't pull the trigger? And then they bring in, you know, an expert or two or three or five experts and they say, yeah, he pulled the trigger. Of course he pulled the trigger. Uh, how can you deny that? It just seems so silly. But again, he's so cocky and so arrogant. He thinks he can say these things and get away with it. But let's listen to the DA uh, put the lie to that. We definitely believe he pulled the trigger. Um, the, the FBI lab report confirms that. So definitely the trigger was pulled. All right. So his statement is not correct under any circumstance. Uh, we don't believe it is. Mr. Baldwin had a duty at at the base level to never hold a gun and point it at a person while pulling the trigger. But he also had a duty um, as an actor and a producer on that set to have the bullets checked or to check them himself to make sure that they weren't live. We believe Baldwin as a producer knows everything that goes on on this set. And so, that, yeah, there was a lot of problems. There was a lot of, uh, there were a couple accidental discharges. Um, there was a lot of safety concerns that were brought to the attention of management and and he did nothing about it so um, there were just this was a a loose and reckless um, scene where safety was compromised um, just to save money whoa i'm sorry uh, alex alec you are in trouble the da and the special prosecutor that's who or those are the two women speaking right there saying uh, they cut costs to save money, leading to the death of this poor, innocent uh, woman, this uh, mother of one young boy. And uh, I don't know how you how you beat that other than to take a plea. He's facing 18 months for the involuntary manslaughter, but they can add a gun enhancement charge. It's up to the jury. The jury can add this gun enhancement, and he's facing five years. So if you sit down and say, do six months and uh, we'll be done here. You don't have to take the stand and lie. You don't have to take the stand and uh, try to defend yourself. Um, He's going to have to do it, isn't he? I mean, Alec Baldwin is going to have to go to jail, which he should. I mean, any, anyone else would, Uh, this has restored my faith in the justice system. And uh, I guess we all will all look, look forward to the trial, but he's a producer who is responsible for the safety on top of being the guy that pulled the trigger. I don't know if it comes up in court. I guess it does. It has to like how the bullets got there. It's, I mean, I assume that's part of the investigation and I assume the easy way out will be to say they were reckless and careless. And this dummy Hannah Gutierrez Reed was just not paying attention, but it's not like one live bullet found its way onto the set in the gun. Five, at least five live bullets. 
what if it comes out? What if someone uh, poses the uh, theory that they were pissed at Baldwin because he's such a dink or he was screwing people over or trying to go cheap and screwed someone out of their check. And they said, you know what? We'll mess with him. We'll put a live bullet. He won't actually point it at anybody, but uh, we'll put the fear of God in him that he could have. And and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll throw a couple of other live bullets in here and see what happens. Are we going to see for more charges for somebody who did that, who put the live bullets there? Won't that just be the wildest story if somebody was trying to set Alec Baldwin up? And by the way, they succeeded. They put him in a real bad spot. But uh, I don't see how, I, I honestly don't see how you get out of this. Every time we talk about Alec Baldwin and uh, and the shooting and, you know, what possible sentence he faces, I wonder what if he were, weren't famous? And I'll give you an example. This is a very different situation, but you can't just say it's an accident. I've heard a, a few people say that on cable news. Hey, it's an accident. Sure, he shot a woman, killed her, shot her in the head, killed her, and wounded the other guy, the assistant director. You know, he didn't mean it. You remember Kim Potter? Kim Potter was the Minnesota police officer. She mistakenly shot a thug to death. It was famous. The video was viral. It, there was all the usual, you know, Black Lives Matter uh, protests and people demanding she go to prison for 20 years. She was a cop. She panicked. She meant to grab her taser. She grabbed her gun and she shot uh, Dwayne, what was his name again? Dwayne Wright, uh, who was a criminal, who was a criminal. He was trying to uh, get away. Um, he, they pulled him over for expired license and, and he tried to take away, he endangered everybody, he had a passenger with him, a woman with him, tried to take off. She meant to tase him. She yelled, she said, oh no. First she said taser uh, and she mistakenly shot and killed him. Well, she ended up getting sentenced to uh, two years in prison. Uh, she's still in prison. It, by everybody's admission, it was a mistake. She didn't mean it. She was, she panicked in the moment. She weeped before the judge and the victim's families and said, I'm so sorry I did this to you. Still got two years. Even the judge said they wanted to give her like 10 years. The family was demanding, you know, she go for, for a long time. And at the time, it seemed like she probably would. You know, she's a white cop. He was a black criminal. And uh, people were demanding a long prison sentence. The judge, uh, to her credit, uh, I think the judge was a woman. The judge, to, yeah, Judge Regina Chu said it was an extremely difficult decision. Um, she said Potter made a tragic mistake. She thought it was a firearm. It was a taser. She ended up killing a young man. She said the case was highly unusual, but uh, she showed some mercy. She lost her job. Kim Potter lost her job. She went to prison. She's doing two years. She might get out early with good. She could do two thirds of a sentence. So she could do whatever, a year, you know, 16 months, a year and a half. Uh, and she'll be out. And of course, the victim's family was saying disappointed. This is a problem with the justice system. White women tears, white women's tears trump justice, said Katie Wright, mother of the uh, criminal who was shot dead trying to, uh, uh, resist arrest and nobody thought anything of it. Yeah, it was a mistake. Clearly it's on tape. It's on video. She meant to grab a taser. She grabbed a gun, but you got to do time. Somebody pulled the trigger. How is this different? I mean, 
this is different for, for at least one thing. The, the victim, uh, Halnia Hutchinson, didn't do anything. She didn't resist arrest or try to take off or commit any crimes. She was just doing her job. She was the, the, the definition of an innocent victim. Alec Baldwin didn't mean to kill her, of course, but that's why he's not being charged with, you know, first degree murder. That's why it's just involuntary manslaughter. I don't see how saying I didn't mean it. It was an accident. Uh, gets you off from uh, culpability. Plus, as the DA said, and the special prosecutor said, he was a, uh, a uh, producer and responsible for safety on the set. I, I have one more question before we uh, move on from Alec Baldwin. A lot of questions here, but uh, you know her. Uh, what's her? The victim's uh, widow. His name, I believe, is Matt Hutchins, the father of her uh, son. The production, and as Ironhead before said before we started recording, he said this is probably going to be a really good movie. I'm not sure, but it'll certainly uh, generate some interest. If uh, uh, if this movie actually happens, uh, but apparently, apparently it's going to help me out with this one. Her widow is the executive producer on the movie. That was part of the settlement. She sued Baldwin and the movie's producers. They settled. So at least Baldwin got that out of the way. Rust would resume production. That's the title of the movie, Rust, in 2023 with Hutchins' widower, Matthew, as executive producer. I mean, God bless him. He deserves whatever compensation. Uh, I, I feel bad for him. I saw it. I'm, I'm sure he'd get a nice check. He, he deserves it. But is he going to sit in one of those chairs like, <laughs> and watch as they make the movie, as they redo that scene, as somebody else is the cinematographer because his wife got murdered by the star? And the producer of the movie, he's an executive producer. Now, I understand it's a way to compensate him. But wouldn't it be easier just to write him a check and say, you probably don't want to be around the set. We're going to try to make this movie. Tell me there aren't people behind the scenes, including Baldwin, probably saying, man, we're going to get some publicity for this movie. <laughs> Normally, we would put this out and maybe it'd become a minor hit and people would find it on whatever streaming service. People are going to run to see this movie and they're going to want to see the scene in the church where Alec Baldwin fires a gun and wonder, gee, you think that's the, the original? Because <laughs> the cameras were rolling, I believe, when he was in, that, uh, was in that church with that gun and that hat and that beard. They're going to redo that scene and her widower is going to be there as executive producer. Very strange. Not, not relevant, not important. The important thing is that Baldwin is uh, being charged. He is being charged for, for and, and they are ready to introduce evidence that the, that the uh, safety measures were lax and he's responsible for that. This is going to be so wild. Is he going to have his 27 kids in court with him? Cause his wife, the fake Spanish lady. Yeah. Her, uh, Hilaria, Hilaria, whatever her name Hilaria is. Hilaria Baldwin from like Newton, Mass. <laughs> yeah, from Mass, little rich kid from Newton who has a fake uh, Spanish accent. Uh, see if you can get, get that cut because it makes me laugh all the time. That's a, that's a keeper when she doesn't know how to pronounce. <laughs> yeah, you got to find it. It's just hilarious. 
when she pretends she doesn't know how to pronounce a word. It's cucumber, I think. She's from Spain, and she says, how do you say, I forget what the word is, but it's hilarious, how do you say something in English? And she's a little rich girl from Newton who's been living in America her own life, her whole life. Talk about uh, appropriating someone's culture, pretending you're Spanish because she thinks it sounds, uh, you know, sexy. Yeah, I have a Spanish accent. That woman, something wrong with her, cranking out like, she cranks out a kid every six months with a surrogate. Alec Baldwin has seven little kids waiting at home for him. He might, he might be okay with a little bit of time in prison, you know? A little bit of quiet time in a New Mexico prison. But uh, this is this is surprising, and uh, this is good, because uh, I thought he was one of those people who was just going to skate. Which brings me briefly to the uh, Supreme Court leaker. Uh, we announced, uh, they announced yesterday the Supreme Court said that they still can't find the leaker who leaked the Dobbs decision, leading to uh, violence in the street, leading to an assassination attempt on... Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, leading to uh, lots of uh, infuria- uh, uh, furious young women voting, you know, for Democrats because they don't want uh, abortion to be left up to the states. They don't. They hate the idea of abortion being decided by the voters. They wanted, you know, uh, whatever, seven, eight, six, five uh, unelected judges to decide the case. This is such a cover-up. I don't think I've ever seen that. They know who did it. They absolutely 100% know who did it. They know for which justice the leaker works for. And they just said, eh, we just can't figure it out. I mean, they have the suspects. They say there are 80 suspects. I don't believe that. There are only three, maybe four justices who would even consider uh, condoning this. They know the likely people. They could get their electronics, their phones, they could they they could do what they did for the January six defendants and go to the end of the earth to solve this. They don't want to. This is your classic Washington D.C. cover up. The Republican House said they're going to look into it, but uh, I wouldn't bank on it. Somebody broke broke the law, broke precedent, shook up the Supreme Court, and got away with it. But uh, uh, I guess I should not be surprised. It was funny. I was kind of thinking the tide had turned. You know, there are things that are clearly there's there's some cover ups like the uh, like the uh, Hunter Biden laptop still going on, like the uh, we're learning from the Twitter files. But things the tide had turned, you know, Fauci retired, Pelosi lost, Michael Avenatti went to prison, uh, SBF, he's going to prison, I think. You know, Andrew Cuomo's out disgraced and it just seemed like. There was justice was prevailing in a lot of places, but not at the Supreme Court. We're not going to find out who leaked this decision because the fix is in. All right, before we move on, do we have Hilaria? I can't even say her name. Hilaria? Hilaria? I think it's Hilaria Baldwin. Hilaria Baldwin, the fake Spanish name for a fake Spanish person. And she doesn't get a lot of pub for this. You know, people who pretend to be Indian, oh, I don't know, some certain senior senator or uh, people who pretend to be black like uh, Rachel Dolezal or Sean King, they were reminded of that every day. But this woman, this wasn't necessarily, you know, a crime, but it's certainly to me a sign of an unstable person. Not only does Alec Baldwin have seven little kids at home, he has this nut job who, 
who for some reason woke up one day and said, I'm an immigrant from Spain. And she and people in, in Newton, is it Newton, her hometown? Yeah. I knew it was Boston. It's Newton to Brighton. Just know that she basically grew up 10 minutes from either Jerry or myself. Yes. And she, <laughs> and she went to college here and she grew up here and she has uh, rich parents who grew up here. She's as American as it gets, but decided one day she was Spanish. And I always wonder, you might be pulling, pulling this off with strangers or with, you know, sycophants in the media, but what about all those people you went to high school with? <laughs> I always say that uh, I could never, fabricate my resume or lie about my age or because I have people I grew up with and went to school with and family members and they would call me out in 10 minutes. How about all those people that went to school with her in, uh, in Boston and they're watching her go on TV and pretend and pretend she's, uh, uh, Spanish and pretend she's from Spain. And I mean, it just seems so silly What's the point? What do you gain from that? I don't know. She is insane. I mean, he's, he's, you know, not the most stable guy, but uh, he's the same one in that family. She is nuts, but let's listen to her. Is this where she pretends to, she doesn't know how to pronounce something? Yeah. It's, it's the word is cucumber. Oh, God, that's a tough one. How you say, <laughs> how you say cucumber. Yes, she was born in Boston, January 6, 1984, grew up in Massachusetts, uh, son of a, I mean, daughter of a doctor. Uh, uh, or, or, no, check this out. Her mother was a prof associate physician at Mass General. Her father was an attorney with an undergraduate degree in Spanish literature. So it runs in the family. <laughs> she went to Cambridge School of Weston, whatever that is, and New York University. Grew up in Austin, the son of a doctor and a lawyer, but decided she was a, you know, an immigrant just trying to make her way. Let's listen. Oh, hold up. And volume helps. Volume is usually uh, the best thing for this. Very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have... Um, how you say cucumber? That's how, my favorite. How you say in English? <laughs> how you say cucumber? <laughs> you know what? I'm telling you, six months in a, in a like minimum security prison, Alec Baldwin would probably take that. You know, take some <laughs> like anger management classes and catch up on his reading and. He'll come out and he'll be a guy who paid his debt to society and then he can make rust and it'll be a huge hit. And again, I hate the guy, but he's a great actor. I mean, he's had so many just iconic, obviously Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross is the best malice where he's a doctor and he does the whole, I am God speech. He is just, he's just brilliant. Oh, very underrated outside Providence. That's the, uh, that's the Peter Fairley autobiography sort of movie great movie underrated movie he has he plays peter's father in the in the movie and he's he's just great he does i mean he's he's the only baldwin who turned out to be a great actor even though he's a psychopath and a lunatic and a manslaughterer by the way one of this one of the uh you know the pc the the, the language police got to do something about that word that word is such a great word manslaughter it's a good one isn't it isn't that an awesome word? Manslaughter. I'm surprised they haven't tried to soften it. You know, just, you don't want to stigmatize manslaughterers. 
I'm surprised it's not it's not person slaughter. Yet. Person slaughter or X slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> Manslaughter. But uh, good luck. That'll be an interesting. That'll be a fun trial. I think they're going to have cameras in the courtroom, too. Wouldn't that be? Won't that just stop the world from spinning to see Alec Baldwin take the stand and try to talk his way out of this one? Good luck with that, Alec. I'm looking forward to it. But all right, we did the, uh, I don't want to spend any more time on the leaker. Clearly, the Supreme Court leaker, the fix is in. But we got a lot to get. We got to get to this feud. This is just the greatest. If you don't, and most people probably aren't aware of it. So we will uh, tell you about it. And uh, and uh, you can go watch watch all the videos, which are spectacular. And we got it, we got it today. We got to get to, uh, to Geraldo, the dumbest man on TV. But first... Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings when you've finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement? Diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I know I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver and a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Jerry to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's zero obligation to make this request. Just text Jerry to 989898. Oh, I forgot. We got to get to our NFL picks. This is the best weekend of football, by the way. Better than last week, because last week you had some crappy, you know, like you had the, had the Seahawks. You have teams that have no chance of making it. All the teams... This week, two games Saturday, two games Sunday. All the teams, I don't know if they have a chance, but they belong there. And we do see, you will see the Super Bowl champ on TV this weekend. Last weekend, there were no Chiefs, no Eagles, so you weren't quite sure. You get to see the Chiefs, you get to see the Eagles, you get to see the best team in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers. This is a great weekend of football. And we'll get to that with our guy, Montani, but we got to get to this first. If and, and maybe you have no interest in this, maybe you don't even know who these people are, but I highly recommend it. If you're into revenge, and who's not? If you're into feuds, fights, if you're into personal attacks, I uh, I can't recommend this enough. I'll, I'll give you the basics, and then we can play some of the sound, and then we'll get to our NFL picks and a few other things. Oh, by the way, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this either. Ivan Povarov, he played a game. First game since he uh, 
uh, stood up and refused to get uh, bullied by the LBGTQI plus mob. There wasn't a big cheer. There was no booze for him. It was just business as usual. But the good news is his jersey on NHL in the NHL store sold out. You can't buy an Ivan Povarov, Provorov jersey. And maybe they should add the, the rainbow ones, even though he wouldn't wear it. They had one for him. Maybe they could add a whole selection of rainbow jerseys, which no one will buy. But uh, you can't buy an Ivan Provorov jersey on the NHL store because it sold out. And uh, that'll be one of those new uh, triggering things. There'll be some liberal, you know, one of these guys, they'll see a person wearing an Ivan Provorov jersey and they'll flip out and scream and say it's hate speech. <laughs> but uh, that's the update on that. I'll try to do this quickly, the backstory. Uh, Steven Crowder, if you don't know who he is, he's a podcaster, an actor, a comedian, big personality. He's been around for a while. He does a successful podcast. Uh, I knew he was doing okay. I knew he, you know, he was up there in the charts and he was pretty popular. And uh, occasionally I would listen, although I can't stand the fake laughter. I've said this before. A friend of mine's a big Steve Crowder fan. And I said, if he could just do his show and talk about the issues and do his thing, he's excellent. Why he has like 27 sidekicks fake laughing the whole time is behind. I just, I have no tolerance for the fake laughter. I mean, It'd be nice if you would occasionally laugh at something I said, Ironhead, but you don't have to fake it, okay? If, if you, you know, if you, if you amplify it a little bit, that'd be nice. But these guys, I mean, he could say anything and they just start cackling. And I would just, uh, just listen to something else. I'd change, I'd, I'd, I'd say, I'm done. I can't do it. But that's, that's me. That's just a personal thing. He's very good. He's successful. So he's, he was working for the Blaze. His deal was up. He was going, he was going to be a free agent. I, I heard him do his last show and I didn't, it was, everything was so cryptic. He ended up doing another show of like a half an hour show where he talked about um, big con, he calls it. That'd be big conservative media and how they're in bed with big tech and they're not what they seem. And he didn't name names, but he talked about negotiating with some big, big right-wing communications company and having them make certain demands and, uh, and, and uh, I guess uh, expressed to him that they would be, I don't know, editing or censoring him in his mind. That was his feeling. And he did this thing without naming names. Then the CEO, co-founder of Daily Wire, Jeremy Boring, that'd be Ben Shapiro's partner, did a 52-minute video explaining, because I guess word leaked and everyone put two and two together and found out it was Daily Wire he was talking about. Daily Wire, he was criticizing. So Jeremy Boring does this long video where he literally goes to the contract offer they made to Steven Crowder line by line. Term sheet, they call it. This buckled my knees. They offered, starting offer, by the way, just the starting offer, Steven Crowder, $50 million. Four-year deal, $50 million. And I'm go and I was like, that can't be that, that that just can't be. But I guess I guess they know what to do. Daily Wire is very successful. That's Ben Shapiro. That's the great Matt Walsh, Michael Knowles, Cam uh, Candace Owen. A small, you know, stable of podcasts, but very successful. And I guess they got money because they offered Stephen Crowder fifty million dollars. 
Uh, I thought it was a typo, maybe five. Anyway, that was, I don't know, insulting. And one of the two words Stephen Crowder used when he talked about it was uh, slavery terms, something like that, slavery. He used the word slavery. A real Kaepernick. Everybody picked up on and, and, and mocked him and ridiculed him. So what does uh, Stephen Crowder do in response? Just the biggest weasel move. Uh, and I guess I should give him credit because this is such a, I mean, it's, 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 it's such a snake's slimy move, but it's entertaining. It entertained me. He plays a voice, uh, a, a part of the conversation he had with Boring. He taped it and they're allegedly friends, but he taped it and played it. He doesn't say anything, right? He just sits there and plays the recording, which you can't, it's not even very clear. No. But do you have that? Do we could play that in yeah, playing? One second. It's not a voicemail. It's part of the conversation. So he has a conversation with Boring about this term sheet, this offer. And by the way, these guys are friends. They they agree, they they said they've been friends for years. Ben Shapiro made a video, said he's been good friends with Crowder for years. And, the, and he just stuck it to him. And he has a lot of fans, a lot of followers, but for the most part, people like, like me, I don't have a dog in this fight. I said, man, what a weasel move. It's not like they, you know, it's not like they were trying to screw you over. They were offering you $50 million. And I have some of the, uh, some of the things that upset Crowder here. Crowder's famous for being banned by YouTube and whining about it. Um, but they, uh, uh, when boring response, we have that in common as of this morning, by the way, one of our accounts got permanently terminated. Really? For what? I don't know. I'm guessing the only thing we talked about that was maybe touchy yesterday was, uh, all the world leaders meeting at that economic forum. So YouTube doesn't want you making fun of Al Gore or uh, Klaus Schwab. I don't even understand that. I mean, it's the only thing I can uh, think of. Oh, that's what people do. I mean, so doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> doesn't everyone make fun of Al Gore and John Kerry? I thought so. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll listen to this recording, and then I'll give you why Crowder is going to lose this fight. Go ahead. They don't get deals that... They should be wage slaves for a little bit. Come over and make a salary and grow their brand. They should be wage slaves for a little bit. They should be wage they're wage slaves for a little bit. They come over, they grow their brand. And that's supposed to be really it's very that's normal. That's the gotcha moment yeah. that he mentions just, you know, glibly that they're wage slaves. Okay, let me tell you what kind of wage slave they were willing to make Steven Crowder. By the way, he's got his whole crew. He's got a studio. He's got all kinds of uh, support around him. And I guess, you know, Someone defending him online said, yeah, but it's five, it's, uh, it's, it's 12 million a year, but he has to pay his producer and he has to pay for a studio. I'm like, oh. you could have a studio at the, at the Ritz in Paris and, and, and 17 producers and you're still going to do okay making 12 million a year. But uh, uh, here's, here's the terms according to Jeremy Boring. He said it was a four-year deal with $50 million with the company option at the end to renew for two more years. The $50 million over four years referred to as a fee in exchange. Crowder would produce daily, monthly, quarterly content. Crowder would be responsible for creating four 90-minute shows a week. 
four gets Fridays off, including 60 minutes without a paywall, another 30 minutes behind a paywall for a total of 192 episodes per year with vacation. He would also have to produce a 90 minute all access member Q and a each month. Uh, he'd be responsible. Blah, 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 blah. Just uh, the amount of content is not in line with, frankly, it's worse than Disney. It's worse than ABC, NBC. Crowder said, this is ownership of you and everything you do. Penalties were included of a reduction of the fee for boycotts, content strikes, or bans from social media platform. Now, I understand that's what set them off, but when they get banned, they lose revenue and they want him to share in that loss. We lose, you lose. If you don't get banned, we all just make our 10, 12 million a year. He wanted 120 million. 140, 140. A 140, I'm sorry. Yeah, what am I saying? I've given him too much credit. But it's not about the money, he says, but he counted with 140. Well, clearly it's about the money, but he wanted 140. One, four, five, for five years? (laughs) Uh, I mean, again, I think he does a good job. He's got a following, but what the hell? Why? (laughs) I mean, how much was he making? Wouldn't this be a big raise, 10 million, 12 million bucks a year? And by the way, again, it's a starting point. That was the term sheet. They were waiting for a counteroffer. And uh, I, instead of a counteroffer, they got him recording the phone call and releasing the sound and mocking and ridiculing him, which, uh, which fired up all the Daily Wire people. They were all tweeting about it. Ben Shapiro made a video. Candace Owen went on with Tim Pool. And just went off. Put this woman down on on your list of people you do not want to cross. She is fired up. She is she she went right after him. And I don't know how long this went on. We have two or three cuts, but uh, listen to Candace Owen, who works for Jeremy Boring at the Daily Wire, uh, go after Stephen Crowder and and ask yourself, was it worth it, Stephen? I mean, you got. I guess you embarrassed. I don't even think you really embarrassed Boring by playing that brief cut of a phone call and you had a bad negotiation. It didn't work out. You move on. I'm not sure what you got out of this other than a whole bunch of people, high profile people in this world coming after you, hating you, just (laughs) ripping you to shreds, including this woman. And again, I don't want her on my bad side. Go ahead, play it. It's insulting to Brett Cooper. You have no idea what he's just saying shit, right? And it's not like he's reached out to us and said, hey, like, I'm doing this for all of us. Like, it's not he reached out independently to Daily Wire host and been like, are you dealing with these egregious terms? No, he is doing this purely. Let's not even try to make this anything but a selfish act that was to benefit Steven Crowder, who wants to launch his own network. Because, and by the way, and I say this, this is the most important part of this, and nobody is talking about this. He receives the term sheet, okay? And he thinks it's so egregious that he's got to make this video four months later, right? I don't know what happened in those four months after they started negotiating. I guess Steven Crowder woke up, new year, new me. I hate the, I hate the Daily Wire, so I'm going to go after them. He, he thinks it's so egregious. The first thing he does is counteroffer and say, let's start talking about 140 million, okay? So if it was so outrageous, why did he go back to them and say, no, actually, we can have this conversation, but let's start talking about 140 million, right? It was only when the Daily Wire then turned that down that the term sheet became so egregious that he had to do something about it. That, that's just uh, one minute of about, what, a 20-minute rant. <laughs> if, you, if you get time over the weekend, I recommend it because, I mean, who doesn't love a good uh, cat fight? And I, I'm telling you, 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 you Crowder... 
Carter does not win this. He does not look good. He does not look smart. He certainly doesn't look uh, honorable. These people all claim to be his friend. Shapiro said he was his lawyer. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, for his and first deal. Yeah. And they just, and he just screws them over. But I think he, he looks bad and I don't know where he ends up. I don't, I mean, I'll be shocked if he makes 12 million bucks a year somewhere, but uh, maybe, maybe I underestimate his following. And uh, again, he's a performer, comedian. He was an actor. He's, he's good at it. I'm not sure why he needs all those cackling hyenas around him, but uh, we'll see what happens going forward. I'll be curious to see how much money he makes. And I reiterate, you know, Ben Shapiro, you, you need a backup plan. You know, we're here for you. Although, although we're very happy with uh, Newsmax, you know, those, I, I think I could fulfill those terms. Four shows a week, vacations I, built in. Just don't get banned by YouTube. I guess I can't do that though. Huh? I don't even, how does that, my, is there a rule sheet, Ironhead? Is there something you can give me that says, here's what gets you banned by YouTube? Cause I don't know the rules. I don't either. I don't apparently. Think, I don't even think we talked about vaccines, did we, yesterday? Um. Oh, maybe it was because we played that Borla clip of them asking him questions. So that's journalism. That's a couple of journalists asking questions over one of the most powerful people in the world, the, the CEO of Pfizer, who has been lying about the vaccine. So we play the clip and you get banned? Apparently. When is, when is Elon Musk going to buy YouTube? It's just, it's incredible that that goes on, that that continues all right, uh, we got more to get to, but we got to get to our NFL picks. This is my favorite NFL weekend, and we got Montante standing by. Uh, we'll get to Geraldo if we have time. I know we keep promising that, but we have uh, more proof that he's the dumbest man on TV. But uh, you know who's not dumb? Our degenerate NFL picker, Montante, who's tied with me, right? Yeah, as of right we're, now for the we both, We're both in the lead. All right, we'll do Shea, and then we'll get to Montante. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They've got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That was very sweet of you to say, Jerry. Thank you. Well, I can't. I was riding high, man. I went five and one last week. Thought I was in the lead, but no. <laughs> Matante is kicking ass again. And you got you both picked Miami, which I couldn't believe. Most like like eighty five percent of the money came in on Buffalo, and you two rebels went with Miami. That was the only win of the weekend for Ironhead. <laughs> I had, I mean, I had San Diego. Come on, that should count as a win. That as, was, as did I, of course. That, that was, was unbelievable. But if there was if there was a team who was going to do that. It's so fitting that it's the Chargers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, they're not in San Diego anymore, Ironhead. Whatever. It's just like the Oakland Raiders. I'll never call them Vegas. Uh, yeah, they belong in Vegas. I like them in Vegas. And uh, quickly, before we get to our picks, what's your prediction? I already made my prediction. Brady's going to retire. 
What's yours, Montante? Where's he going next? Year? He's coming back. He won't be in. He won't be the now. The the firing of um of uh, the old quarterback from Marshall. Uh, Lethwich was in, interesting. If he gets to kind of maybe bring in someone that he likes, just pretty much de facto calls on games, maybe he stays in Tampa. But I put it at 90% chance that he'll be back. I don't 90%. think it will be Tampa, but the hey. firing of Lethwich, uh, I hey, think you got to make a pick. This was, this, this was, that was not the, uh, the, He's the back. exercise. He's back next year. Where? He's in, uh, we'll go with, he's in Vegas. He's in Vegas. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that. Figuring out where Tom Brady went when made Montante weak in the knees. <laughs> what was I, don't, that? I don't like being wrong. I don't like being wrong. I like being, you know, I like being well, right. We, we won't hold, hold you to it. He's in Vegas. Hold, no, hold me to it. Hold me to it. Ironhead, what's your prediction? Uh, Miami, just because that would be most See, interesting. That doesn't work. Um, I, I think he's retiring, and I went through all the reasons the other day, but Vegas would be the favorite to me if he comes back. Miami, are you telling me they, Tua, they trade him? He quits? He retires? Retires. Retiring is realistic. No okay, kidding. If Tua comes back, what happens? Why would they sign he probably, Brady? He probably plays two preseason games and gets concussed again and then retires. I mean, you, you can't, if you're Miami, you have to really be considering a strong, strong plan B because I don't think two is there in two years. No. Okay, your plan B is not a 46-year-old quarterback. Brady That's also, as of this morning, just started a lease, or sorry, as of the 1st of January, started a $70,000 a month lease in Miami. Hmm. Who, who did? Brady? Tom, Tom Brady. I thought he already bought a place near his. Uh, no, I thought he was in the old house, and his wife moved across to like the pond. There's yeah. a little bay, but whatever. I think he's quitting. But let's get to these games. I love this weekend. Jacksonville Jaguars at Kansas City Chiefs. Mine Chiefs are favored by eight and a half. Chiefs obviously had a bye last week, and the Jaguars had a miraculous comeback uh, to beat the Chargers. Um, Montate, lead us off. Well, first I'll, I'll just say. Uh... I, I did. I, I owe, Anytime I give a pick on here, I'm always going to bet it. Last week, I even tweeted it out. I switched. I love Trevor Lawrence. You're looking pretty smart in that, uh, Craig. It looks like Trevor Lawrence stinks, right? Yeah, dude. You're right in the first half. You're right in the first <laughs> half. But he's hey. he's emerging. He's emerging. Four but, and four. Um, four right touchdowns, now, four picks. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how people are going to bet this, how the public is going to do this. You mentioned 85% of the money last week was actually on Buffalo. I want to see how this game's bet. But right now, the trends... Um, Jacksonville's 4-0, 4-0-1 against the spread the last five games. And then the Chiefs at home this year are 1-7-1 the last nine home games. So the trends are pointing to Jacksonville, who right now is the hotter team. Mm-hmm. I know we look at it, you know, it's Mahomes in the playoffs. It's hard to bet against it. So I think a lot of casual bettors will just put their money blindly behind Mahomes. I'm not going to do that. I'll take my Jags. I'll take them plus 8.5. Um, if they go down to like 20 to nothing like they did against uh, – you know, you're playing Mahomes week. You can't be doing that. So if they do that, they're dead. But I'll take Jacksonville eight and a half. I will too. I'm going to make a, another prediction. I'm going to predict the over. I'm going to say uh, Kansas City. We don't 38. Do we don't do the. Uh, we don't do the over here. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We do can't do the. We can't do the overs. Thirty four. I think it's going to be I, a high scoring fun game. You on that. And Chiefs win, but they don't cover. Here, here's, the big, here's 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 where it all comes down to. No, I'm going with Kansas City, baby. Trevor Lawrence stinks. He stinks. <laughs> yeah, he stinks. He's garbage. He's a horrible, horrible quarterback. Uh, there's your analysis from the guy who finished in the cellar by about 112 games. This <laughs> all right, all right. If we were if we were just first halves, I looked like I was sweeping last week, and then the teams all collapsed. So, uh, New York Giants at Eagles Saturday night. I, I feel like I've watched these teams teams play nine thousand times in my life. 
but there's something different this time. I like this Giants team. I like mm-hmm. them. I like their coach. I like their quarterback. I like Saquon Barkley. I just, they're an easy team to root for. Obviously, Philadelphia Eagles have the worst fans in the world. Eagles fans are scum. It'll be nice to see the Giants go in there and win. I'm not sure they can, but seven and a half points. Is, insane. is that what it is, Montante? An insane yeah, seven and a half. All right. Who do you like? So I'm with you, and the sentiment around here is Giant fans are believing, and I've seen the Giants win two Super Bowls, both of them over you guys, and there's a lot of correlations between those, these teams. Um, and not only that, it's already had the momentum. Uh, Giants are 5-0 and against the spread the last five. Eagles are 0-4 against the spread the last four. Uh, and then on top of that, you got all these numbers. Giants are 5-1 and against the spread the last six in Philly. That being said, gambling's not that easy. I'm going to lay the ugly number. I'll take Philly minus seven and a half. You oh, guys ooh. go for the good story oh. and the numbers. I'm avoiding the numbers this week. I don't care about the numbers. Give me the right, I'm, I'm going with the Giants plus seven and a half. I yeah. mean, yeah. again, I think the Eagles will win, but but it'll be close. It'll be fun. It'll be tight. Go I'm, ahead, Ironhead. I'm going with the Giants, too. Seven and a half is an insane yeah. number. So that almost, I understand why you would pick Philly. It's like so crazy you have to take the opposite, but I'm going to go with the Giants. Mm-hmm. All right, Cincinnati, this is the best game of the weekend. Yep. Cincinnati at Buffalo Sunday, uh, 3 p.m. That's the best time. This is the best game. Buffalo favored by five. Do I have that right, Montante? Five and, five and a half. half. Well, here's your speech if you're Zach Taylor, who uh, sounds like a, it doesn't sound like a stage name for some soap opera actor. Zach Taylor, <laughs> he's going to say, this game should have been in Cincinnati, boys. They screwed us. They robbed us. And everyone thinks they're the fairy tale story, the storybook team. Uh, he's, they're going to get fired up. The, the Bengals are going to go in there and win again. Weren't they winning 7-3 to three last time? Yep, yep, 7-3. Yeah, they're winning. But uh, and I love I love watching Joe Burrow up. I mean I like Josh Allen too. It's a good, great battle of young stud QBs. But I'm taking the points again. How about you, Montante? Well, I just hope we get the halftime of this game. You know, I want to see a little more football uh, between these teams this time. But um, now that Josh Dable is in uh, is in New York and he has the Giants looking feisty, Josh Allen's kind of reverting back to his old ways where he's still an unbelievable player. He turns the ball over constantly because we, we cannot we cannot curse here. You know who doesn't do that in crunch time, especially this time of year? It's going to be the quarterback, Joe Burrow. So I'm going to I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'll take the five and a half. Um, and then like this, 12-3-1 and one are the last 16 games against the spread for Cincinnati. Um, so I'm going to take that thread. I'm going to take that number, and I'm going to go with Cincinnati plus 5.5. I think they may win, but I'll just take the points to be safe. Yeah, no, I'm going to do the same thing, Cincinnati getting the points. I think I'm going to actually bet the money line. Um, I think they're going to just win outright. They're gonna, it's going to come out that Hamlin's a fraud. He's acting like a fraud. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. uh, he hasn't shown up yet. We'll see if he's I mean, at the game, up in a box, up in a booth. But, well, they're telling uh, him to friggin' cool it. They're like, he's spending half his time in court trying to get you know, like, trademarks, trademarks yeah. and everything rather than getting uh, back on the field. Sunday night, the last game of the weekend, Dallas at San Fran. Again, I feel like I've mm-hmm. watched these two teams play a million times. Uh, but this is good. This, these, I mean, obviously Dallas looked great the other day at Tampa and uh, eliminating Tom Brady. The Niners are the best team in the NFL right now. They're favored by three and a half. Great game. Um, I'll let you go first, Montante. Oh, I also give a shout out to Michael Gallup last week for the Dallas Cowboys. Had six catches, 46 yards, and a <laughs> touchdown. If he got four more yards, I'd have 14 more thousand dollars. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not focusing on that. I'm over it. Not a big deal. I don't need that money. Yes, I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. 
the future of Brock Cordy, Brock Purdy starting a quarterback for San Francisco relies on this game. If mm-hmm. they win this game and they move on, I think he's your guy moving forward. If Dallas gets after him, it's kind of sloppy. I think you're going to say, hey, this guy's a good backup. They're going to go get somebody else or start somebody else. That being said, Dallas loves, loves to run the ball. And mm-hmm. right now, San Francisco is one of the top teams against stuffing down the run. So I think it's going to be Dak Prescott versus that second day versus that defense. I'm going to take San Fran. Kind of an ugly number. I wish it was two and a half. I'll lay the three and a half. I feel, feel pretty good about it. I have it at four. I'll it take will, Is that what it moved up to four? We're going four. three and a half. Go ahead, Ironhead. Go ahead. I'll take four, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Dallas. Every time I bet against, every time I, they're just always the opposite of me. I'm going to, I'm trying to fade myself here. So double fade me if you like people listening, but I'm going with Dallas plus four or three and a half. I'm going with San Francisco, even though Dallas looked great the other day. And even though this, these are both really good teams, San Francisco is loaded. They have a great defense. They have all these, they have McCaffrey and George Kittle and Ayuk, and uh, they get, they got studs all over the place. Uh, what's his name? Debo Samuel. They're, they're, they're loaded. Yeah. They blew out. Uh, Seattle. Uh, I don't it, think it's it, it looked happen. dicey. It looked dicey at halftime. I was a little nervous. I laid the number with that, but uh, it turns out they you know, they poured it on them second half. Yes, and uh, I don't think they're going to win in a Jerry. Since, since since me and you are the gambling savants here, not, Craig, if you mute him, mute him. Um, what do you think San Fran is last fourteen games at home against the spread? Last fourteen games at home against the spread. San Fran is uh, twelve and two. That's right, Jerry. <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. Do you know that? No, I just he's on fire right. He's on fire right now. Twelve and two. Twelve and two. Is that true? Wow. Yes. See, I just had a hunch. I go with the hunch. San Francisco. I watched him the other day. I said, "What? The, what is their flaw? They have a a rookie quarterback who's what six and zero. That's it. But you know what? This is gonna be by far the biggest test. And Parsons can make you uncomfortable. He'll line up all over the place. Yep. So I'd be curious to see what they do with that. But yeah, we're laying the number here. I feel pretty good. Dallas I'm, getting points is insane. But, but you know what's interesting the about this they, is they, they had to play Monday night and then travel. That's a big edge for San Fran. And San Fran is feeling it. You know, they're cocky. They know they're good. They know they're good enough to go to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. And they like their young quarterback. He looks good, man. I don't know if you heard, but uh, he was the last QB taken in the draft. Yeah, he's 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 uh, been good so far. What do you think the, the makeup of the crowd is going to be? Do you think it's going to be 90-10? Because Dallas travels, and they haven't been in this position in a long time. What do you mm-hmm. think this crowd is going to look like? Yeah, I mean, they travel well, but San Fran has their share of fans. It's not like you're going to some place like uh, you know, Las Vegas where you're, you know, yeah. there's, there's a you know, 50-50 split. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It'll be good. Sunday night, good way to end the weekend. 80-20 to answer your question probably. Yeah, 80. Oh, how are we going to do this uh, next week? We got. Can we do this on Thursday next week? Whatever you want. Whatever you yeah. want, Mark Dante. You got. I owe you a, a Shea hat and a, a pound of Callahan coffee. I look look at my hair. Lord knows I need that hat. <laughs> yes, you do. Good. All right, man. Have a good weekend. All right, we'll I'll talk, talk to you guys later. Week. That is our degenerate handicapper, Montante, who he was freaking good at this, man. Yeah. You know, he is good at this. He's guy. Well, I don't know what his record was, but he blew us away in the regular season. I was like. 50-50, and you were in the cellar. But uh, you got a chance to make – I mean, struggle last week, but you got a chance to make it up. So I got three underdogs and one favorite. I like it. I'm looking forward to this. But I will right, we'll leave it there. We got to wrap this up. You know what? I've been promising this all week. Can we play Geraldo arguing for gun control, defending the president who wants to – here's Joe Biden. I'm, I'm going to ban assault weapons – 
I did it before and I can do it again. <laughs> and I mean, obviously Joe Biden is a dope. He doesn't know anything about guns. He's, he's, he can't define assault weapons. He doesn't know what makes an AR-15 a weapon of war. I mean, I'm not a gun guy, but I know the difference between an automatic weapon and a semi-automatic weapon. It's pretty simple. I don't think Joe Biden knows. I mean, Joe Biden did the Kevlar vest thing again. Uh, I don't think I know Geraldo Rivera, a guy who's been in the media for 50 years. I don't think he knows either. And he, he proved it uh, the other day when he was uh, arguing in favor of banning AR-15s. Can you play this? Eyes, if that's a word, it, it makes makes macho the people who possess it, oh, look at me, I'm a big deal. It's a rifle. And, and it's, it's not a rifle. Yes, it's Greg. a rifle. It's a, it is a machine. What does AR stand it is, for? It is, it is a, a, a machine. Rifle. <laughs> no, no, that's not what it is. Well, I, all I know is that AR-15s have no place in okay. American society other than sport clubs. Yeah, you're going so, to so fight on something. You don't even know what it stands for. So the guy who wants to ban AR-15s thinks they're machine guns and they're not rifles and they're automatic. That's the problem you have in this debate. It's not that complicated. Again, I don't, I'm not in that culture, the gun culture, but I've, I've read up a little bit. It's a rifle, a semi-automatic rifle. It's very popular. I understand that. There are people, as I've said before, that think it's like an accessory. And they, they, I, I talked about a friend of mine who has nine of them one day. And I'm like, nine, why do you, oh, I just like them. I'm like, well, you only need one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people who lose their minds because of guns, but, that doesn't make it a machine gun. That doesn't make it a weapon of war. That is a rifle. It stands for Amorite rifle, correct? Armalite rifle. Armalite, Amorite, Armalite, whatever. Armalite rifle. Most people think it stands for assault rifle, but not Geraldo. He thinks it stands <laughs> automatic for rifle. automatic rifle. Yeah. And you're like, you can argue against it, but just know what it is. That's not yeah. asking too much. But I, I had three before my horrible boating accident. Oh, yeah. I heard you lost your guns and your gas stove in that boating accident, right? Yeah, the stove sunk right to the bottom. Right to the bottom. You're good. You don't have, they won't be coming for you, Ironhead. But all right, we will leave it there. My suggested viewing for the weekend, you can watch that feud. Watch Shapiro and uh, Candace Owen versus Stephen Crowder. It's fun. And also, this isn't fun. There's a four-part series on townhall.com about Two pedophiles, two married guys in Atlanta who adopted two young special needs boys just as sex toys. It's the most disturbing thing you will ever read. It's worth it. It's four parts. It's free. Go to townhall.com. Maybe we'll talk about it next week, but it is the most disturbing thing. One of the most disturbing things you will ever read. Don't read it at night. It will keep you awake. These are truly evil people who deserve the death penalty. Unfortunately, they won't get it because... I don't know. They didn't kill anyone, but they sure did ruin a couple of kids. A worthwhile read. But that's, you know, do that before you watch football. Don't do it late at night. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. Thanks to everyone for for, uh, for, for, for listening and commenting and subscribing. Please subscribe. We, we really appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, check out the Newsmax app. Easy, free. Just download it. You can watch Newsmax for free any old time. But that'll do it. Thanks, Ironhead. Have a great weekend. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll talk to you again Monday morning.
Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks it takes- like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.